At this year's Doha Forum in March, I had the opportunity to speak with His Excellency Mohammed Al Manai, Qatar's Minister of Communications and Information Technology. In the backdrop of panel discussions and workshops on ways the international community can collaborate on key global challenges, we discussed the future of digital transformation and its potential to revitalize economies across the MENA region. Minister Al-Manai detailed Qatar's strategy for digital engagement, a policy effort that dates back roughly 20 years. He talked about digital skilling, entrepreneurship, and attracting startups to his country. All topics and themes we are covering this month on the Riyadh podcast. Take a listen. Um, Your Excellency, thank you so much for being with us today. Um, we at the Middle East Program at the Wilson Center have been focused in our research um, on digital transformation as a key strategy to revive economies in the Middle East and North Africa region, precisely after the COVID-19 uh, pandemic and the impact on uh, various economies in the region, of course, with varying degrees. So we're very happy to be here in Doha, Qatar, to zoom into the Qatar journey and the Qatar experience. Um, so as the Minister of uh, Communications and Information Technology, how do you see um, Qatar's uh, strategy when it comes to digital transformation? Thanks a lot for asking me. Uh, I think Qatar digital transformation uh, has started since almost 20, 25 years. And uh, now we are sitting uh, on a level of uh, digital engagement whether from government or from corporate in Qatar. I would classify it with a very high level of engagement. Even the majority level of government services is considered to be the first in MENA area uh, based on a recent report. Uh, so I'm very much satisfied. However, in the level of SMEs and uh, new businesses, we still need to do much, much more work. Uh, so this will be an area of focus for us in our future transformation plan. In addition to enhancing the existing capability of digitalization that the government has reached, which include building services in a different way, so whether we build services based on a technology or a service itself, we need to build it based on a citizens or on a, on a business. Uh, so it's a complete shift of how we deliver services as government uh, uh, to a general public in the future. And that is much more targeted when it's um, specifically focused on citizens versus businesses. So that's sort of a much higher level, uh, much more detailed approach yeah. to digital transformation. Yeah, it should follow uh, a well-known approach which is called life moment. So it's a life moment of an individual or a business with the service they might require from government. So that, that's how the, the new way of building government services should be. And hopefully we, we will start building toward that. It's challenging as it's not easy. Uh, sure. uh, we do a uh, single horizontal technologies or services, then you want to integrate them so that uh, the citizen will receive a seamless experience of multiple services. But uh, we think it's, it's doable, and uh, we will take that challenge and see where we will reach. Well, good luck on that journey. Um, 
But how how do you see digital transformation um, as key to Qatar's economy? Um, I mean, you are a resource-rich country um, amongst others in the um, in the region, but there are many others that are resource poor, so they're trying to invest more in technology. So how do you see this further benefiting your economy? Well, we are a resource country, yes, but everything has a limit. Uh, our limit is uh, the human capital, uh, the human resources. So uh, digital transformation across sectors help us to bridge uh, that gap uh, the, that we have in uh, human resources in order to fulfill the country's amb uh, ambitions. Uh, so we, we look into, for example, uh, the reskilling of resources uh, nationwide uh, in order to uh, be ready for the fourth industrial revolution and be ready for the future. Uh, also, the level of engagement of individuals uh, in Qatar with the technology is the highest in the world, uh, as we are speaking today. Uh, all, all that help us actually to use the technology in order to serve the economy and grow the economy and also bridging any gaps that we will have in terms of other types of resources. So you mentioned human capital, um, and you're very wisely investing in that and prepping your workforce for all the challenges and opportunities of the future. Um, what are the main areas that you think Qatar needs most investment in terms of upskilling or reskilling? Is it digital skills or is it digital skills plus plus? It's, it's digital skills specifically in data science okay. uh, because that what will shape the future. So we need to invest a lot in data scientists and people that know how to use data uh, wisely and build on that. For the future technologies, data is the basis of it. But how good in structuring your data and providing access to your data is how good uh, your use of the future magic technologies. Do you do you see that as you um, strengthen digital skills and you have particularly on you know more data scientists and encourage more people in that direction that Qatar um, becomes a hub for technological innovation as well? Sure. One of our main is to transfer. Uh, uh, our investment on infrastructure and to investing on services. We have done lots of investment on infrastructure and we believe that that market is saturated and uh, there is an oversupply in it, but how to utilize that in order to deliver uh, much better services that will a lot depend on how innovative the country are and how we can attract uh, innovation uh, from abroad in order to utilize that infrastructure and also platforms uh, which enable them to do so you spoke earlier about um, an area that you would see you would like to see more work and more uh, movement, which is um, small and medium businesses. Um, what are the challenges there? Your vantage point as ministry of uh, ICT, and where do you want to go with this? I think the, the challenge with the SME is a classic challenge across the world, which I would like to call it the offline businesses and online businesses. Yeah. So. Well, uh, the SME characterized here in Qatar, even though they have access to internet, uh, affo uh, affordable and uh, high cost, they still do not make great use uh, of that. So we need to bring them from offline business status to online business status. And I think we have a role there to play. And we have few uh, ideas that we, we should start examining with uh, those type of businesses in order to encourage them to join us in the digital.
it's the transformation effort. And is this um, effort sort of in collaboration with other ministries that are focused on strengthening the entrepreneurship ecosystem? Sure. Well, we are part of the entrepreneurship uh, ecosystem in Qatar. We have around four different platforms that actually support uh, entrepreneurs, uh, and we are one of the billionaires uh, of those, and we, we collaborate with all the others in order to achieve. For sure, setting target is a challenge for uh, entrepreneurship, yeah. since we have a different platforms, but we would try as much as possible to set a unified target so that we can actually uh, move the course uh, with an end result, rather than having it as uh, an open platform for trial and error, and maybe uh, sometimes achieving uh, non-useful ideas. It's good to play sometimes, but it's also yeah. good to achieve targets and uh, be responsible. Absolutely. Um, and, um, and do you see uh, any change or shift to more digital platforms or e-commerce in general after or during or, or as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic? There's a trend worldwide. Yeah, that the, the trend had started for us pre-the COVID. We have seen lots of uh, business that transform to uh, e-commerce uh, platforms. Uh, but the pattern has increased during the COVID time. But for us, I think the most remarkable thing during the, the COVID is the level of trust that the digital uh, transformation and digital industry uh, overall has gained, which is, I think, a big success rather than the deployment Absolutely. of the e-commerce platform or digital means. So uh, the people trust on digital means today is very high. This is a really important at least, uh, point. At least, no, absolutely. But there is a general trend, but there's also such an important point on trust. The World Bank just uh, issued a new report um, entitled The Upside of Digital in the MENA Region. And in, um, in the conversations uh, about the findings of the report, the trust factor to moving to digital services, particularly in fintech, um, and that's key to any successful e-commerce activities, was very important. Um, and there's a shift in mindset that, you know, sort of shifting away from cash towards fintech and digital payments. Uh, where is Qatar when it comes to um, fintech and basically integrating technology into the financial sector in general? In general, the regulation of the financial center in Qatar, whether it's a technological mean or a classical mean, it sits with the other central bank. So the central bank is the regulator for uh, all the technologies that are related to the financial center. Uh, I, I, I believe that the other central bank is launching their new strategy, uh, which will include big part of it as a fintech. But at the same time, they are trying to establish a few sandboxes uh, where they can start testing technologies and uh, taking it to the future. And that's key to unlocking many different sectors. Sure, sure. I, I, I think areas where, where it has uh, many regulator involvement across, across regulators, we need to establish a sandbox so that we can at least uh, give a brief to the investor, to the uh, innovators to go ahead and uh, start testing their ideas. Absolutely. Um, so, how can Qatar establish itself as um, a, not just a leader in terms of leading the way with e-government services, but also digitization of various sectors, but also to becoming a hub in the region to attract others to come in and set up shop here? This will generally have a positive spillover across the region that it will benefit as well. Well, 
we, we are working here in a multi layer approach. So we are creating the infrastructure. We are tracking the cloud service providers, uh, hyperscalers like Microsoft and Google. We are modifying our uh, legal uh, framework so that it can accommodate the need to operate uh, in our environment. And at the same time, on top of that, we are providing multiple platforms where companies or innovators can come and operate, uh, whether it's a free, uh, free zone type of operation or inland country type of operation. So we have about four or five different platforms that would suit different industries and different uh, use cases. Uh, I would say that we are progressing very well in the legal and regulatory front, and hopefully over the coming one to two years, uh, many uh, legal uh, pieces will be introduced or modernized. Uh, and also at the same time, the government should endorse its uh, uh, national cloud policy, where we are uh, setting ourselves committed to uh, certain uh, action items that we need to deliver as a government. And how do you see um, your ministry's uh, role in also helping other countries in the region who perhaps need uh, some direction but also support in strengthening their digital um, platforms and capabilities? Yeah. I, I think if I, if I would have to use the base of cloud hyperscale infrastructure that would be available to Qatar, that would be guaranteed and accessible by, by the region that by itself uh, is a yeah. lot because all the autonomous technologies, technologies that are coming to the future, uh, they cannot be operated from the states or Europe due to the physical access. Uh, so they would need to be hosted somewhere in the region and we are ready to provide that platform with the right uh, legal and regulatory assurances uh, uh, that would increase the level of trust in hosting data. I want to uh, turn to a, a topic that is highly important um, in the digital space that has been highlighted, particularly due to the pandemic, which is the gender uh, aspect in digitization. Many countries in the region suffer from a digital divide, particularly on gender in gender terms. So um, computers are more accessible, for example, to men and women or technology in general. Do you see that this there is a challenge in Qatar in this regard? Or at least if, if technology is accessible, as you said it is, are there differences in the way technology is being used um, differently by men and women? Well, in general, all the rules doesn't prejudice to a certain gender when uh, it comes to the use of uh, technology. So the base is available. Uh, we see uh, also the majority of workforce, uh, professional workforce uh, in, the, in the industries, at least among the locals, they are females. Oh, interesting. Uh, so we, we have uh, overcome the gender inequality issue uh, by, by having uh, the other gender contributed positively toward the economy and uh, toward the country. And I think also when it comes to education level, uh, the access again is ubiquitous uh, regardless sure. of the uh, gender. Uh, so I, I don't see it as a problem uh, in Qatar. So you mentioned education uh, and that gets me thinking about the role of technology during the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, 
and, and basically creating or uplifting some, you know, tech um, as a sector. Where do you see this moving forward as we emerge out of the COVID-19 pandemic? For sure, the experience that we gain from uh, COVID-19 pandemic shouldn't be forgotten, and we should be always ready for such circumstances. And I think the technology uh, can support uh, all industries, not only in education, uh, also in health and, uh, and many other uh, areas uh, of life in order to be ready for uh, another catastrophe, uh, same as uh, the, the pandemic. So we should be always keep ourselves ready. Uh, we should uh, even try to introduce uh, remote working, remote, remote learning, remote health as part of our routine, sure. uh, mode of uh, operation, uh, go, go before. Or at least the hybrid model to, yeah. be, to, to begin with. Um, so um, just to wrap up here, if there's one message you want to leave our audience with about Qatar's digital um, strategy moving forward, what would you say? Uh, I would say that we have one of the, I would say, most liberal cities when it comes to data privacy, when it comes to the use of uh, technology, uh, when it comes to uh, cybersecurity. Uh, so we, we are a platform that's ready to welcome you. We are a platform that has been uh, evaluated and tested by many uh, giants in the world. So why not you? So come and join us. Sounds good. Thank you very much, Excellency, for, for your time. Thank you. Most welcome. Thanks a lot. This podcast is funded by a grant from the United States Department of State. The opinions, findings, and conclusions of this podcast are those of our guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the United States Department of State. Mm-hmm.